everybody. Welcome to Raising Up Cops, the podcast about raising Coptic kids in Western culture. I'm Laura. And I'm Madonna. And this week we asked our listeners an important question. We said, have you have your kids ever had a negative experience with sharing about God or their faith in school? Now, this is one time we're actually happy that there are not a lot of submissions, right? Yeah, we were pretty relieved about that. So there, we do have a few reader stories to share. But first, the reason that this topic came up is something happened to you recently, right, Madonna? Yes, absolutely. Um, so my daughter uh, goes to a school, but it is not a Christian school, but it is a private school. And uh, one afternoon when my husband went to go pick her up, the uh, teacher stopped my husband and shared with him that a parent of another student actually complained about my daughter because she talked about God too much to her son. And uh, needless to say, she was not thrilled with that experience. So what and what were the circumstances, Madonna, first of all, that your daughter was talking about God? Like, what are the circumstances around it? Um well, in this particular situation, because she does tend to talk about God quite a bit, in this particular situation, they were taking a walk out on the nature trail, and my daughter was making lots of comments about nature. So she was walking around admiring the trees and admiring the sky and all the animals and saying, isn't it so cool that God created all of these things? And so naturally, the little boy um, was like, what are you talking about? I guess either that was the first time he'd really heard about it or the first time he'd heard it in that context. I'm not sure. Um, And so she shared what she knew. And my guess, and this is pure speculation, is that the little boy went home after that and probably had a few questions for mom and dad, and they were not too thrilled about having to answer those questions. So remind me how old uh, these kids are. So they are uh, roughly kindergartners, but their schools, it's a Montessori school, so they're a little different in that the ages are mixed between three and six in one classroom. Okay, awesome. And then what, so what did Danny, like, what was his first reaction or, and then what was your reaction when he came home and talked to you? So Danny's my husband, right? But when he came home, I was kind of like shocked because I really didn't think I would be encountering something like this. I knew that my daughter does speak a lot about God. I mean, and it's something I've worked very hard to get her to, um, you know, be very proud of her faith and proud of God. And, um, I, I knew she went a lot and talked about God in school because even last year, a, another mother came and she said to me, your daughter's been inviting us to your church and we would love to join you. So it was a positive experience in that case, right? And so I asked him, what was her tone? What was she thinking? What, did she tell you like to tell them not to say anything again? What, what exactly did she say? And uh, basically her his response was, she just said, that um, if we could just ask her to be careful about talking about God, it's not really one of those things that we talk about openly. Which is so strange because I feel like it's such a different, um, it's it's a culture shift from the way that we grew up or how things were when we were growing up. Um, I remember, for example, when uh, 9-11 happened, the entire school gathered in the courtyard and prayed together. It was like a very deep, meaningful moment for us as teenagers to gather and pray. Um, And of course, even then, the teachers did not lead the prayer. It was a student-led event. But, you know, I'm thinking about your daughter and how proud she is and how she's inviting people to come to church. I love that so much. Um, That happened recently, too, where Michael was um, 
where Michael had someone from the neighborhood came and visited the church and he took them on a tour and showed them like all the icons and where everything was and was so proud. So what did you end up saying to Elise? Like, how did you end up handling it? Because I know my reaction, you know, Madonna first posted the story on social media and my reaction was like, just like abandon everything, like jump ship. (laughs) So how did you handle this? So actually I did go to social media and I did ask what would have people have done? And I had a wide range of stories, basically people saying, pull your kid out of the school. I had that extreme reaction, just get her out and be done. I had some people uh, telling, yeah, they actually have a point because you wouldn't want anybody to talk to your kids about something that you didn't approve of. Um, So we definitely had a wide range of answers there. But what I essentially did with my child is, I'll be honest with you, there's no chance that I'm going to tell my daughter, do not talk about God. (laughs) There's no chance I'm going to tell her, you know, to suppress those feelings of sharing. I think it's a very real part of who we are as Christians is to share the gospel. So I was not intending on telling her not to, but I was in a little bit of a situation there because I did want her to understand that she does need to be respectful of other people's beliefs and that there is an appropriate time and place to talk about these things. So basically what I told her is, at least it is well within your rights to share what you believe. It is well within your rights to tell the world that you are proud of God, that you are proud of your faith, that you believe in him, that you are a Coptic Christian, especially if somebody asks you, especially if somebody has a question for you and and asks you to expand about something you've said. But then she was very worried. She told me, but my teacher said, I can't talk about God. She told me it was inappropriate for school. Those were her words. And so I said to I said to her, this is the one time I'm going to tell you, and maybe this was not the right thing to say, that it's okay for you to break the rules because nobody would tell you, don't share about your favorite ice cream. Nobody would tell you, don't share about the thing that you did yesterday. The thing you did yesterday was going to church, share that. If the favorite thing that you've read is the Bible, you can share that. If the favorite thing that you love about God is the, is creation, you can share that. There is nothing wrong with that. So I did end up telling her to basically continue and as well within her right to say what she wants, but also to understand, and this is a lot of nuance for a five-year-old, to understand that she is being invited to ask or she can share, but understand if another person does not share the same beliefs and to know when not to impose on other people's beliefs. Yeah, I was talking to a friend actually at a dinner party and I brought up your story, Madonna. And, you know, my friend was talking, she's a Canadian and she was talking about how in Canada, talking about God in public, especially in a workplace situation is very, very inappropriate, like very frowned upon. And she was saying that it got to the point where if she brought up God, people's reaction wasn't you know, open or learning or anything of like it, but it was more of an angry, bristling reaction that was mm-hmm. counter, um, like it went against what her intention was when she would bring up God. And so she learned to sort of live her gospel, you know, to wear her cross proudly and give opportunities for people to ask questions and be an open person, but not be um, pushy, really, not like <laughs> not getting people's faces about it. But you're right. Like, how is a five-year-old supposed to know the difference between, like, when someone else's feelings are getting a little bit too testy? I mean, I remember when you told me this story, I was furious because, you know, the um, freedom of religion is a protected in the Constitution. It, the 
the laws about school and religion are meant to keep our schools from becoming like the schools in Egypt where all the kids have to read the Quran, right? We don't want to uh, swing we don't the want other to, way. We don't want to swing the other way, right? The point is that the teachers can't impose religion on the students, not that the students can't have faith or have or belong to a religion. Um, I think you brought up something before we were recording about a girl who felt more comfortable talking about her faith with um, with people who didn't share it because they were so open. Um, but what I'm trying to say is that like, that's how we should be. We should be understanding of each other. We should be open to each other's faiths and beliefs. Which actually was part of the thing that um, struck me because not even two weeks later after that incident, um, so her teacher happens to be Hindu and they uh, had a whole talk and uh, a small celebration of Diwali. Um, which is the, I believe, the uh, celebration of darkness over light, like, or sorry, light, sorry, light overcoming darkness. And to be honest with you, um, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with her uh, learning about other cultures, about other religions, learning what other people believe, as long as home base is not attacked, right? I, you say, what you want to say about your religion, you share what you want to share, but do not impede on my ability to share about my beliefs. I think that's what it should come down to, right? Yes, we want the kids to feel free. And I was telling you this before we started recording also that if we're, if everyone is able to express their faith, then we can find points of connection. We can um, find points of invitation. We can you know, the gospel isn't preached in a vacuum. It's preached in a conversation where one person talks about what they believe and we connect that that belief to our faith. And if you, if no one's allowed to talk about anything that they think about anything, you know, right. if we get a little too, little too crazy there, then, um, then how can the gospel be preached, right? But there were other people that had some situations too, Laura, right? We had a couple of submissions. Yeah, I was surprised. We did have a few people reached out to me. So one of our friends was talking about how um, her six-year-old was told on the bus that uh, Jesus doesn't exist. And I was really worried. I was, you know, I asked her mom, I was like, so what did you do? How did you handle this? And she said that what she ended up saying is that different people have different beliefs. This is our belief. We know that Jesus is real. We know that he exists. We know that he's our savior, right? Um, Other people might not believe that yet. And so she was telling me, thank God, her daughter's still very vocal about her faith and she wasn't phased at all. Just that first little blip of like, what is this person talking about? Kind of, kind of like what happened to the person in in the nature walk, but uh, on a more like positive note. And then another person reached out to me and told me that, so a high school student reached out and told me that they actually hide or used to hide their faith when they went to a a public school that they were worried that they'd be mocked for it have you ever had that experience madonna or like that feeling or dealt with that well i went to public school my whole life and i'll be honest with you i didn't really have a direct uh problem with sharing my faith but what happened was i um a lot of people noticed right off the bat that I did things differently, right? Like there were periods of time where I would refuse to eat their chocolate if they offered, or, you know, there were periods of time where um, I would have to leave early because I had to attend something at church. Sometimes I would talk about how Holy Week was, you know, a week long event and that was jarring to some people. So it came, it came up by the way that I lived. It came up by just randomly a 
you know, observing how I do things. I don't remember necessarily anybody not uh, anybody having negative feedback about it. It was more lots of questions that I may or may not have been able to answer at the time, right? I think the yeah. biggest time that there were two main events that I would say probably um, define my ability to speak about Coptic Orthodoxy, right? There was 9-11 because at the time, um, People believed if you were from a, a Middle Eastern world, you are definitely not a Christian. And so we had to kind of um, bring that back in. And then there was the 21 Martyrs of Libya, which was very um, recent. And I felt like suddenly everyone knew who Coptic Orthodox people were. Um, before that, we were kind of blips on a radar. We weren't really something that people noticed. And all of a sudden, all over the news, people knew who we were. And unfortunately, it was in, in a negative situation, not negative to us, but it was, you know, the beheadings of 21 martyrs. Yeah, actually, I received a similar message um, from someone of African descent saying that there is also this belief that all Africans are Muslim. And so they're just assumed. I know my mom one time was like wearing her cross and fasting Lent and people kept asking her if she was Muslim. And she's like, no, I'm. I'm fasting for Easter and they're like for Ramadan. And they're like, she's like, no, she's like, I'm wearing a cross. Like people really don't get it. And so she was saying there's this same experience for Africans. Um, this feeling that like, Oh, then you must be Muslim or something. And so um, just kind of recognizing that actually most of Africa is Christian. Um, right. 49% of Africa is Christian. Wow. And so this idea that like we have these hangups like that we or the culture, Western culture has these hangups about who who Christians are. And this um, brings me to the last reader story, which was of a 10 year old boy who has one of Faith in Hands Pope, Pope Carolus um, sweatshirts. And he would wear it very proudly everywhere uh, to church, to school, to wherever he could uh, pull it out. It was his favorite. And then his mother noticed that at one point he stopped uh, wearing it to school and it was like two weeks where she'd hand it to him and he'd go pick something else to wear and finally she was like what what's going on and he said to her that some of the people at school had made fun of him for his Pope K sweatshirt uh, which of course was really sad for her to have to deal with you know at age 10 yeah. um, she said you know they they asked me who he was and I said he was a saint of our church and they made fun of me for believing and so, of course, the parents had the discussion about how we should you know, be proud of our faith and so on and so forth. But her son had said, it's not about it's not about that. I'm not proud. It's that I don't like him. Make, I don't like them making fun of him. I love him. I don't want them poking at him, you know. And that's so fair, right? That's very fair. It's not it may not necessarily come down to whether you're scared to share or not because you are ashamed. It really just comes down to do I really want to invite that kind of um you know, feedback? Not really. You know, I believe what I believe. I'm happy with what I believe. I don't need you to tell me what I believe is crazy or right or wrong. I, I know what I know. That's it. Right. Exactly. And so we've got, we've been so blessed with all of these vocal kids who are, you know, unafraid to speak up about the faith. Um, I know it's, uh, it's a hilarious story for me that Michael in kindergarten went up to his poor kindergarten teacher. It was like her second year teaching or something. And it's a Catholic school. And he said, do you believe that St. Mary is born without sin? <laughs> and she's like, yes. 
And so I didn't even know, really, I didn't know how to approach that with him because I was like, well, I mean, it's a fair question and you're five. So, yeah. and, and that's the thing, even with, with my kids, you know, I, I never want them to feel like they can't share. Obviously we want them to know when is the right time. Like I've said before, um, and they need to understand that people believe different things. And one of the things that I always tell them and what my husband and I always say to them is, well, in our family, we believe, and then I fill in the blank. Because there's lots of things out there that are just different for different people. And it is a brand new world out here for them. Everything is new. Everything is jarring a little bit to them. And so um, we are responsible for shaping how they approach subjects that they don't really know about. And I think one of the goals here is getting them to understand how to talk about these things um, without being suppressed and without suppressing others. Yeah, making making room at the table making for, the for table, everyone's yeah. ideas. And for right now, that looks like whether you're Christian or not, later down the road, it's going to look like much more difficult topics that are going to be a lot more abstract, not as hard of a line as we like to believe, you know, um, so just opening that door of not everybody believes the same thing, but in our family, this is what we do. Um, at least in Isaiah, and this is, they, they will go around and they will say it themselves and be like, oh, um, they'll see somebody with blue hair, for example, which is fine. I mean, whatever. But they'll walk around and be like, oh, in their family, they're allowed to have blue hair. <laughs> in our family, we all have brown hair. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I love that. Actually, that's amazing. Yeah. So I feel like I don't want to be the one to shut them down. The time will come that they're teenagers and hormones and embarrassment and blushing and worrying and peer pressure. All of that is going to come. But our kids right now are so young. I don't want them to be I don't want to be the source of their oppression. I don't want to be right. the one that shuts them down. That's not my job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we came up with a verse for today that we wanted to kind of talk about, which is 1 Peter 3.15. Can you read it to us, Madonna, if it's in front of you? Oh, I will read it to us. Then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is the NKJV version, and then I'll switch and read you guys the NIV. So the NKJV says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. And then the NIV had some beautiful um, phrasing there. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you, to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. If I could put flashing lights around words, right? <laughs> Right. Gentleness and respect. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that's the thing that we really need to teach our kids is that they, as they live their faith proudly, they should do it with gentleness and with respect to others. That way their words are heard. You know, um, Abuna, I, I love Abuna stories, but Abuna loves to use an example of um, like a, a little animal in a shell. And um, if there's an animal in a shell, how do you get it out? There are several ways and one of them is to like try to poke a stick in there and try to drag it out right? right and that doesn't usually work usually that results in the death of the animal you don't want to you're not trying to kill anybody's spear you're trying to draw them out and so the the way to get the animal out of the shell is to blow warm air this gentle bl blowing of warm air will make the animal curious 
and feel brave and safe to come out. And that's how we want to invite people to God, not by you know pounding them over the head with a mallet, but by opening up and allowing them to come out and um, ask the hard questions. And that us. actually so. reminds me of, I don't know if you had the same thing on your college campus, but every now and then during college, we would have a person standing on a small little pedestal holding a bunch of signs that, you know, the, the God is coming and um, you are doomed to hell and all of these things. And they would sit there with their microphone and yell out at all the college students across the campus, you know, um, return back from your wicked ways. And all it did was invite um, people just being not kind back, right? It actually brought out the worst in a lot of people. People would um, mock them. People would throw things at them. People would try to get them to fall or to say things that were, you know, to basically say curse words to try to get them to, you know, prove their hypocrisy. Um, so we definitely are not looking for people to, like you said, beat people over the head with, you know, the word of God. We want bravery. We want boldness. And beyond, you know, despite what we think, it does go hand in hand with gentleness and respect. It is what the gospel asks of us. So it asks of us to present it in that way. Absolutely. Yeah. So we want to hear from you, right, Madonna? Absolutely. We invite you to be a part of our podcast, okay? One of the pillars of this podcast is that it is a community of people, of parents that are thinking, they're pondering, we're answering together. Um, and so we have a question for you to submit your answers to for next time. Uh, the question is, how much do you share about your kids on social media? That's what we're going to talk about next time. Thank you so much for listening. You can find these episodes on Apple Podcasts and on our site, RaisingUpCops.com. Madonna and I have a little disclaimer. We are just speaking for ourselves, our own opinions, sharing our personal experiences. We don't speak for the church. We don't speak for our bishops or for our diocese. We are just expressing our own opinions. In this time, as Madonna said, we all need to work together to try to figure out the best way to deal with things on the ground. Absolutely. And if all else fails, please consult with your father of confession or your trusted spiritual mentors for any specific questions you have about your personal life. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you all next week. See you.